On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, what is Joel Embiid's relationship with the Sixer fans? We dive into it all next as he's been here as a franchise player since 2014. We'll break it all down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you're locked on 76 I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. What's going on, man? What's poppin'? How you doing, D? Uh, nothing much, man. A day off, of course, for the Sixers. Day off for you as we get back at it on Friday uh, with this basketball team. Before we get started with everything that we want to discuss, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And remember... Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. And we have a lot to discuss about Joel Embiid, his relationship with the fan base. Uh, A story came out uh, about Joel Embiid and speaking openly, at least quoted as talking about how some Sixer fans want him traded or Sixer fans want him traded. And uh, we want to discuss what his relationship is, in fact, with this team. And also, how sustainable is this level of play for the 76ers as they are currently on this three-game winning streak, 15-12, and Golden State next on Friday. So we'll dive into it all here on this uh, show with you. And uh, Keith, this conversation is not foreign to us. Uh, Of course, just being around Joel Embiid and having that conversation come up. You get a lot of uh, emails. You get a lot of... uh, mailbag things that you do for for your stories and you get a lot of questions that i'm sure people don't know the type of questions you get because all, all of those don't make your mailbag column and you may not discuss them publicly all the time and what do you make of of what was was said there about his relationship well him with the fans in general about fans wanting him traded because i have my own thoughts of course by taking phone calls on on a daily radio show and we certainly have our podcast here. We get an interaction from this that he he feels that Sixer fans uh, don't want him here any longer. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I, I think I, I don't think if you can say all Sixers fans nope. want him traded. You know, I mean, not at all. Like I, I feel like you know, there's been times right now that some people may say, you know, you look at how Joel's playing. Some people may think that, you know, in this era, you can't win basketball, uh, a championship with a center. And some people may say, hey, well, we want, why don't we get them traded? Why don't we do this? So I think that's what's happening is you may have a couple comments here and there, but he's saying the whole group. But also, I think Joel is just talking. Like, I think that it's one of those things that he said that and he felt that. But the last couple games, I mean, this guy has scored, what, 53 points. He had 31 two nights ago. Um, He's leading the NBA in scoring. And, you know, I I, I don't – I mean, it's a headline, and I'm not minimizing the headline, but at the same time, I don't feel like it's anything there. Like, you know, there are certain players, like Ben Simmons, they wanted him traded. 
you know, there were other players who were here that they wanted traded. They Embiid, you know, it's, it's like a love fest with him. Now you may, you know, so, you know, to me, it, it I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, I wish that he, I wish he would have said it differently based on the quote uh, of him saying that Sixer fans want me traded. I wish he would have said, as you just pointed out, some Sixer fans want him traded because of whatever reasons, to your point of not being able to win with a big man. It's been too long now. You can't win with him. You, you, you've seen it. Ben Simmons is now gone. It's left on Embiid and Harden. He and Harden don't fit together. They play too slow. He doesn't get on the low block enough, all those types of things. I wish he would have said, you know, there are some who don't necessarily want me here any longer and want me to move on. And, and I think that would have changed a lot of the conversation that, as you just talked about, it's a big headline. But I, I believe it would have changed a lot of the conversation had he worded it a little bit differently instead of saying Sixer fans, because that generalizes all Sixer fans. And that's not the case, as you pointed out. I take those phone calls and I get my fair share of phone calls that say, I'm tired of him. Why did uh, why did he bail that team out and only having 25 points and didn't go in the low block and play with his back to the basket the whole game? Why is he his body language? I'm tired of him running and jumping into the stands and, and falling on the floor, which we've talked about since he finally started getting on the floor back in 20, what was that, 15, 2015, 2016. And uh, that is, you know, a source of conversation when it comes to him. But I, I would say the majority still wants him here. There's a small minority that doesn't want him here any longer. So I just wish he would have worded it a little bit differently instead of saying Sixer fans. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like the one thing is, it's also that there's a bad timing too, because you know there was a point where they were losing. The team came back. You know, I mean, I understand. Like he came back from injury, and they start losing a couple games. Then Harden came back, and they looked awful against Houston. But um, you know, they just came off of one of their biggest wins of the season. Um, you know, they they're on a three game winning streak. They got a huge game against the Golden State Warriors on Friday. And it's like he's playing. I mean, he's playing the best that he's played in at any time of his career. The best, right? And um, it just seems like the timing is just kind of bad. And, 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 it, and it's not the report. And we're talking about Jake Fisher. We're talking about Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports who, who wrote this, who broke the article, who interviewed Joel and got this. But at the same, so I'm not talking about him having saying he reported anything wrong. But what I'm just saying is, it's just like, you know, Joel felt this way. I would really like to see how he felt waking up this morning or yesterday. You know what I mean? After the game to see if he would have said the same thing. Um, again, it's great reporting. He got it. He got whatever he, you know, got out of Joel. But is, I wonder if, if Joel, uh, probably regret saying what he said because of maybe when you felt that way, things seemed a little bit different, even though, like we said, you got to say some, but right now, dude, it's like the team is having a lot of success. So I would really like to see more context. Like you said, well, I'm sure after the game on Friday, uh, you all will have a chance to ask him about whatever you need to ask him about in regards to this. But what is his relationship with the fans, Keith? 
that's what we discuss next as we look at this basketball team a little bit later on, seeing if this winning, the winning ways that they have uh, is sustainable. We'll tap into that later on. Next, we'll get into Joel Embiid's relationship with the Sixer fans. But first, I want to talk to you all about uh, one of the other things that we have going on, ExpressVPN, uh, which is, you know, we all have and all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? I hope so. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. This will change your world. ExpressVPN uh, allows you to binge The Office on UK Netflix. How about that? It's so simple to do. You just sign into Netflix, fire up ExpressVPN apps, and change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. Let me tell you one more time. Sign into Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to uk and then also refresh netflix and there you have it expressvpn lets you control where you want sites to think you're located huh and drift you in all these different directions you can choose from almost 100 different countries so just imagine all the netflix libraries you can go through mm, you love korean dramas how about using expressvpn to parasite off south korean netflix with your Netflix subscription. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it, ExpressVPN. Hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lagging, and you can stream in HD without a problem. Yeah, ExpressVPN also works on your all devices, phones, media, consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the big screen and on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now and use, again, extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. All right, let me also tell you about driving sober. The holidays are here. You're hanging out. You want to get from place to place to visit family and friends. And you may want to, you know, have a little adult beverage or a little cocktail. And you want to make sure that you are safe, though. So you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. That's what you think. Well, what are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. How about totaling your car or worse, killing someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. For your second, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. 
with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you, Keith. What do you or how do you view Joel Embiid's relationship with the Philadelphia 76ers fans after all of these seasons? I mean, I think he's probably one of the most beloved uh, players ever in, in Philadelphia. I mean, of course, you're going to have some people who look at Joel and say he's seven foot two. He's listed at 280 pounds. Why is he shooting it from the outside? There are going to be some people questioning if he can get them to a championship. You know, some people complaining about, you know, his injury history. But for the most part, I mean, when when it's all said and done, I haven't had um, been around an athlete that's been so adored overall by everyone. You know, I mean, Joel comes out, you know, he raises his arms, and then everyone like this, and then the whole arena goes crazy. I mean, he's at the foul line. They're, like, shooting foul shots. They're chanting MVP. I mean, you know, he – he, you know, he he walks down the street down on, and at the shore, and next thing you know, everybody runs up to him. I mean, you know, Joel Embiid. I don't know if Joel can go to any other city right now and feel the love that he's feeling in Philadelphia. I mean, I'm mean, just be honest with you. I mean, it's different. It, it, the people here love him. Now, again, everyone doesn't get. I mean, there might have been certain people in Chicago when Michael Jordan was there. Was like, man, I don't like Mike. I don't like him. You know, so he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. But um, to me personally, D, it's like I haven't seen anything like this with any athlete. It could, it's like the equivalent of James Hart when he was in Houston. Like he was that guy. You know, the equivalent of LeBron James in, in Cleveland. I mean, Joel Embiid in Philly, to me, is, is something special. A relationship with him and the fans and the fans you you also um i i don't see it much i've only been to a select arenas and cities uh, where the sixers were on the road you get to see it though every game when you travel with the team and seeing what the reception is not only with the opposing team's fans but also with the Sixers fans that are in the building for that particular game wherever you may be what is it also like when you travel and you see uh him he has a unique relationship with the toronto rafter fans they go back and forth uh, a little bit there uh, but for the most part that's really the only one maybe boston that uh, also gives it to him but nah, he gets it he'll, he'll get it it depends on where he like in you know because it's like in atlanta they'll give it to him some of them i mean you got to realize he is you know he he's of that stature now um like he's an elite player. He's also, I'm not going to say an outspoken player, but he's a troll on, on social media. You know, he talks stuff. So he's, he's, he's like a villain sometimes on the road. It's not every place, but there are times where, you know, he gets those booze, but it's the same booze that a Kevin Durant will get in those same cities. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, that badge of honor, so to speak. I know it sounds crazy to say that, but at the same time, they're also, when he's at the foul line and you'll hear Sixers fans from the Raptors or wherever they are chanting MVP, you know, so he still gets that love. And and it was one point where 
um, I want to say the year that they had Jimmy Butler there, whenever they would go on the road, it was crazy. It was like you were going on the road with like a traveling, uh, I ain't going to say rock stars, but it was everywhere we went, there was a bunch of Sixers fans and they were so excited to see him, you know? So, you know what I mean? Yeah, you get the booze and all this and that, but at the same time, it gets a lot of cheers, man. A lot. You see a lot of MB 21 jerseys on the road, a lot of them. Yeah, and I think here it, it is unique. He is one of the top three athletes in this city. And while sometimes he's number one, sometimes he's number three, he never dips below number three in terms of popularity here in Philadelphia with the Sixer fans. Again, I don't really get a chance to see it nationally. Uh, you do, maybe a little bit on social media. That's about it. But here, they love them. And there are a select few that will get on them about certain things. But I just think that's just the, the city recognizing certain things about his game, the fans here, and seeing when maybe he's not giving his all. Maybe when he seems a little dejected, a little down, a little out of it, and it's affecting his overall play, you know that they will let him know. They will have it. That sounding board will be there where the fan base will let you know if you're not playing up to the level standards that you hold yourself accountable to and what they hold them hold you to the standard of one of the best players in the NBA, a superstar in basketball. So I think it is a, a really good one that he does have here with the fan base. And he knows it. He, he, he understands it. He knows it. He's a smart, smart person. He knows exactly what he's saying. He knows exactly what he's doing with the fans and all. So he'll be fine with the fans. The fans will continue to love him. The fans will continue to give him some tough love. Also, if he's not doing exactly what they believe he should be doing. So uh, it will continue as long as he's here. That, that relationship will continue in a positive more so than any negative that I would see with Embiid and the Sixer fans. When we come back, we'll tap in in the final segment with the level of play that not only he's playing, but the rest of the team also. How sustainable is it with the Sixers as they've now won three in a row and where they are? And with it, Keith, I ask you and others who are listening and viewing, who do we have to pay the most attention to, not between Brooklyn and Boston, but the teams may be above them directly or below them while they're playing at this level, who do we have to keep our eye on in the Eastern Conference? We'll tap into that next right here on the final segment, Locked On 76ers and also uh, today because, uh, you know, can we pause for a second? One second. All right, we're paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, that's a new one, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper, white chocolate, peppermint, granola, it's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. How about that? Candy cane brownie puff right in time for the holidays. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars, we've been telling you about them for a while. They're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They've revolutionizing uh, nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly, low sugar and calories, only 130 calories, folks. Just sink your teeth into that first bite, and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be time before you try these new bars. Make sure you get in there in the magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavors my favorite. That's an unanswerable question. 
I keep that one to myself right now, to say the least. But they're all unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mix box and try all five flavors for yourself. Bill, you gotta try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using code locked on15 at built.com. All right, Keith, who do we need to worry about in the Eastern Conference? Not worry. Who do we pay attention to as we are 27 games in? And there are still plenty of games to be played, 55 games on the season. But not things, I'm not saying things are starting to shape up, but there was a time when both the Sixers and the Nets were in the bottom of the standings. The same for the New York Knicks, the Toronto Raptors. Right now, there's a, a big jumble there of Indiana, Chicago, Miami, and Toronto right there in that play-in tournament area. And then you have the Knicks at six, Sixers at five, Brooklyn directly in front of Philadelphia at four, and Cleveland at three, and Milwaukee and Boston hold down the top spots in the East. Who do you say for you that you look to pay attention to a little bit more as we get deeper into the season? I mean, there's two teams and two teams ahead of them, um, Cleveland and Brooklyn. Yep. But Brooklyn more so than Cleveland, because I feel like, you know, Brooklyn had some issues early on. I mean, they're winners of eight. I mean, heading into, you know, heading into uh, uh, today's or last night's NBA action. You know, they were basically winners of eight out of nine games. They won four in a row, took a four-game winning streak. They lost one, and then they won four more. So, you know, I, I just look at this team, and you look at Kevin Durant. You know, he's averaging 30 points a game. You know, you got Kyrie, who's been playing, you know, great. Um, they have other guys, like Joe Harris is struggling, but at the same time, they're still able to win. You know, I look at this Brooklyn team and, you know, people forget is is one of those things where, you know, this is a team that was basically favored to win it all last year and things didn't work out for them. Um, and they got the core back. They have Ben Simmons, who in their eyes, you know, can be a better fit and can do certain things for them. But as long as KD and Kyrie is healthy, I mean, I don't really see any two-man tandems as as lethal in regards to scoring as they are as long as they're healthy and can do everything so i have to say brooklyn um i like cleveland as well but i would have to say brooklyn is the one team that they really gotta um the not only the sixers everybody in the eastern conference have to like uh pay attention to i agree with that and uh, I, the way that Kevin Durant is playing the game right now and has been all season, even through all that turmoil that they were dealing with, he mm -hmm. just kept rolling, kept playing. He might say some things that would get picked up and it would be a big headline. As you mentioned in the first segment, big story on social media. A lot of people would be talking about it. He would bark back on social media, on the platform. But then he would just go out there and drop 35 because that's just what he does. And that's how how great he is. You're starting to get, as you mentioned, a little more consistent play from Kyrie Irving. Still, in my opinion, not up to the level of standard uh, of him and who he is as a player. Mm -hmm. But yeah, playing a little bit better. Ben Simmons out again, seem, you know, dealing with you know some injuries that has kept him out of the lineup a little more consistently than what he has wanted. And I'm I'm also wondering, Keith, as we talk about them right now, it, you can't we can't ignore what might take place with them at, by the trade deadline. Do they try to add to their roster? But that's not just that's just not for them. That's for everybody. But as we talk about Brooklyn, we know that I don't think that they are 
constructed and and that's going to be the final team that we see by the time we get to the postseason I don't, I don't think so so that that will certainly be one and cleveland look sixers got rocked they they cleveland handed it to them so for for right now that's the team and the squad that we have to look at respect how they played against the sixers and see how they respond they did so without jared allen so i'm very curious to see when jared allen mobley come back sixers won at full strength either but they did put it on the Sixers that particular night in Cleveland. So those two teams, I agree with you. I'm not really worried about anyone else behind them, especially directly with the Knicks. While they've won a few games in a row and are playing much better, Julius Randle playing better than he did a season ago where he was coming off the All-Star year. He played terribly last year. He's kind of bounced back with where the Knicks are right now, adding Jalen Brunson to the team four games in a row. They look pretty good, but I'm not worried about them as we approach them on Christmas Day for that uh, 12 o'clock Christmas Day slate in the NBA. Not worried about the Knicks. Toronto always poses that same problem, but everyone else, not really much of a concern for me when it comes to the 76ers. But if they keep doing their job and taking care of the business and the people that are in front of them, then the other teams have to worry about them more than I think the Sixers will have to worry about those particular teams. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. Well, listen, man, tomorrow we get the Golden State Warriors. So that show comes to town as the Warriors, led by Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, the usual suspects, the uh, Hall of Famers that I think all three of them are. They'll be in town for a 730 start time at the center on Friday night. We'll break everything down leading into the game, update you on some injury things. Will DeAnthony Melton and Daniel House be back? For the 76ers, we'll get you all up to date on all of that as they get ready to host the Golden State Warriors, which that traveling circus that it is, man, as many people that come out to see them, it's going to be crazy in that building on Friday night. So we'll break it all down for you tomorrow, give you our keys to the game, of course. But we got to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus the instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good people know where they can find us? Y'all can find us um, wherever you get your podcast at, but also you can click on, um, go to YouTube and get the Locked On 76ers podcast. When you do that, click on the Liberty Bell and you become a new subscriber. You can also listen to my man D tonight from 10, 15, and midnight on 97.5 FM, um, the Divine Giving Show. You can also follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can uh, read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer at Inquirer.com. Keith, have a good rest of your day, man. And uh, we'll be tapping in with everything. Uh... You know, for the game tonight uh, on Friday. Should be a fun one. Yep, it should be. We'll see. It's going to be exciting. Another test, right? Another test. Another Another test. test. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody.